lifers and welcome to another episode of because life can be a niche podcast thank you so much for riding with us for doing life with us we appreciate you if you're watching on youtube you know what to do hit the subscribe button make sure you comment share it with other people and if you are listening wherever you get your podcast and you listen to your podcast please give us some comments and some feedback we'd love to have that and it also helps us to figure out what we need to be talking about what you like what you don't like that kind of stuff i'm not even going to spend a whole lot of time doing any more talking about anything else because i really want to get into this topic um it's been on my heart for i don't know maybe a couple of months uh and and i was i started a blog about it and i'm still gonna write the blog because i feel like, you know, maybe seeing it in writing may help too, and that may give this message a little bit of longevity. But I want to talk about what it's like um, to wag with the guilt of being divorced as a mom uh, to kids and the guilt that comes with that. And sometimes the guilt that well-meaning people or our friends or families tend to put on us without even realizing it and it this came up because I was watching just scrolling on on IG and I saw you know some moms posting about how you know they were stressed and tired and just trying to find time for themselves and I've also noticed this trend with the whole self-care and you know take care of yourself. I even post about self-care and the importance of it. But, you know, how did we even get to the point where self-care became a coined term that's even considered necessary or even a thing? Like, why is that now being pushed as if we have no clue how to do it, or we have to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves, and where the guilt comes in with that. And it just brought back memories for me of incidents where, again, well-meaning people who love me. Um, When I first got divorced, I remember, you know, people would tell me, well, you know, you got to put your kids first. And well, you you can't really worry about that now because your kids come first. And that statement, I never said anything to people when they first used to say that because people said that a lot to me for years. And I've been divorced for seven years now. And people would just say it like, you know, it was necessary to be said. And it hurt my feelings, one, um, because... I'm thinking like, okay, well, I'm a good mom. You know I'm a good mom. You know I don't neglect my children. Uh, Why do you feel it necessary to tell a, a good mom that she needs to put her children before herself? It is almost like an admonishment. It almost felt like I was being chastised. Like, well, you know, you're divorced now, so it's not about you. And, you know, it's never about you, actually, when you have children. (laughs) Let me just be clear. When you get married, it's not about you. When you bring children into the mix, it's definitely never about you. Um, You are definitely way back in the line of about who it's about. You're way, way back there. 
but I, I just remember just like this, it hurt me. And I could have been emotional, you know, from everything that was going on, you know, having to tell my children that, okay, you know, we're going to be living alone and, you know, mommy's got you these days or mommy's got you two weeks and then daddy gets you on the weekends. I mean, that's already enough in itself. Uh, And to have that statement made, it just made me think about how we should be more careful with our words uh, and how we talk to people when they have gone through uh, a loss or even even let's say it's not a divorce let's say that that someone is widowed and and they're they are now the sole provider or the the main provider for their children you know I've seen people say that to folks who you know have lost a loved one or a spouse or a significant other and it's like well it's you know well, you can't worry about that you know you got to get yourself together because you know your kids come first and you know, there may be some people out there who need to hear that. There may be some moms or dads uh, who need to hear that, you know, the kids should come first. Now, I don't know what they got going on, but I know everybody is not necessarily as gung-ho about parenting as others are. Uh, but I thought about, like, you know, did any of these people tell the guy? that he needs to put the children first or tell the man that he should put the children first. It, it always seemed to be, and I don't know what, you know, men, when men get together, maybe you tell your boy, Hey man, put your kids first, take care of your kids. For those of y'all who listening, I'm making these eyes like it might happen. <laughs> I would be impressed if it did. Men drop in the comments. If you've told your, your, buddy that if you told your your guy friends hey man what you doing put your kids first then please get in the comments and let me know because that I want to give you a shout out but it seems that for some reason and I won't say society uh, but it is like a norm almost where we have to tell the mom you know where her priorities should lie or where you know she has to check her feelings or check what's going on and and put that to the side and then you know I wonder if that's not why we have all of these now uh you know coming up in our age in our era now it seems like now we have to talk about self-care but this started decades ago because divorce is not new and you know I even remember watching TV shows and if there was a divorced parent first of all you know god forbid somebody wasn't from a divorced home but when i was a little girl growing up it was like that it's like oh you know well her parents are divorced and you know and that oh you know kind of became a whole dialogue in itself but even then you know people were like well we know that you have to take care of your kids and your kids your kids and i'm not suggesting that you don't take care of your children by all means please do if you if you rolled out of the hospital with them or if you have adopted or you have uh or you are now the caregiver or the guardian of children okay we know that we let's let's settle that that we have 
accepted the choice of being a parent when we became a parent. Let's just say all of us did that. So do you really need to say that out loud to someone? And, and you know, I'm going to point the finger at myself, too, because I had to examine, like, why am I so offended when I'm told this? I remember one time I was uh, talking to this guy. It was like, I don't know, a while after my divorce, and it was so new. That, that's a whole nother topic. I've hinted around about the whole dating game and how much it, how much I sucked at it after uh, divorce because I've been out of the game so long. Um, but I've been divorced seven years now. So just imagine what it was like. I was married in 2006. It is so different now. Um, we are going to talk about that. My goodness, it's so different now. But uh, and I didn't realize that, which is why I was probably even in this situation. But I was talking to this guy who, you know, seemed to be very interested, very uh, nice person, uh, great conversation. Of course, he had not met my children and, and that was not even on the table for him to do so. Um, but this dude had a whole nother situation going on where he was actively pursuing and dating someone else at the same time first of all not used to that um i know people say oh well when you you know you're single you you're free to date whomever i get that okay that's one but i just didn't know it would be you going guns blazing like you seem to be pursuing me and then you're also doing the exact same thing god knows who i only knew about one person for all i know this brother was talking to several people but when I found out, it bothered me, hurt my feelings, and I was just like, man, am I crazy? What's going on out here in these dating streets? Uh, but it did hurt my feelings enough for me to express that I was like, you know, man, that bothers, I, I can't believe that happened. You know, that bothers me, the, the dishonesty and, you know, why are people playing games when we old? Because y'all, I'll be 49 in June. I'm not saying I'm an old woman, but I'm saying... I felt like we were too old for that, for that kind of behavior. Uh, but apparently, I was wrong because it's it's actually just out and about. If you find someone who is willing to date and pursue you and be honest with you about everything that's going on, you got a beautiful thing. But needless to say, I remember just lamenting about it because I was like, "What is going on? I, this is crazy." You know, I don't even know what's happening. I don't understand this dating situation. And I was told, well, you know, you can't really worry about that because you need to be worried about your children anyway. You need to put your children first. You don't have time to worry about that. And, and that hit me like, man, I don't know why it just, it, it just hit me in the chest because I was like, well, I'm not neglecting them. I'm not dropping my children off and leaving them for days with other people. I am just expressing that this situation was jacked up. I'm confused by it. And I don't understand what's happening. And and so I felt like by talking about it, I was in a safe place to do so. But 
when I got hit like that, it was almost like, well, your feelings don't matter. It doesn't matter if somebody hurt your feelings. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. It doesn't matter um, about any, you know, of what you got going on. What matters is your kids. So you can't, you don't have time to be, have your feelings hurt. You don't have time to really worry about this. You know, you need to be thinking about your kids. And I was like offended because I'm sitting here. So I was so offended. I got petty, y'all. I'm, I'm sitting here and I was like, let me count up. You know, you, you start, you know, well, this is what I do. I don't know what y'all do, but I was like, hold up. Because when I got off the phone, I, I put the phone down and I was a little hot. I didn't say anything, so I was like, let me examine how, how, how did I present that? Or, you know, have I, did I talk about it too much? I, I thought I was okay to just say, hey, this ain't cool. I don't like it. What y'all, you know, got going on? What's your advice? And it was instead like, no, no, no. You know, put your feelings to the side and worry about your kids. And it's like, okay. So then I got petty. And I was like, let me add up just how much time I have these children. Because I am the custodial parent, so I have them the majority of the time. And I calculated it down to the number of days out of the month that their father has them. I mean, that's just the divorce decree. That's how it is. And, you know, he gets them every other weekend, which is is the equivalent of maybe about total, maybe about four and a half, five days maybe six total a month. Let's just say your month is 30 days. So 24 of those days, I'm with them all day. I'm feeding them. I'm taking care of them. I'm taking them to school. I'm taking them to the doctor. I take off work to, if they're sick, I take off work to get them where they need to go. I mean, it was, I just started, you know, spinning in my head of, I'm a good mom. I didn't need that. I didn't need to hear that. That's not what, you know, I'm not saying I'm about to go run off and and just lose my mind. I was just expressing how I felt. One incident. But then, you know, it happened again. Not about a guy or anything like that. It was something that was stressing me out. And I don't know if it was work or, I don't even remember now. Because I'm going to tell you what I did to get over that. And to check myself in that um in that vein. Um, I remember, you know, just being upset. I I think I kind of, I kind of remember, and I'm probably not remembering as much because my father was sick. Uh, my, my parents, and I've had a strong support system. So my parents moved in with me kind of, sort of, when my father was battling cancer and all his treatments were actually here in Atlanta. So, um, for two weeks, we knew that was chemo, and then the next week was follow-up. So I had my mom and my dad in my home. Um, and now, thank you, Jesus, uh, my mom is with me most of the time uh, now that my father has passed on, and that is because I want to make sure that I've, you know, that we are looking out for each other. So she's here, and she's also a great support and help with my kiddos. But prior to that, at, at this time, I was going through something, I think, at work. And I remember um, just really upset about how this person I was working with handled a situation with me and in in my care for my father. Um, And I was just just like ticked off about it. So I wanted to share and, and say how I really felt. 
And, you know, I remember the person saying to me, well, yeah, I understand you're upset and everything, but, you know, you got to think about it. You got to be present for your kids and, you know, you got to check on them. You don't have time to be, you know, worried about how people are acting or how people are moving and all this kind of stuff at your job. And, you know, your children are what matters, you know, that that's what matters most. And at the time, I'm like, well, my children are top of the list. My dying father, top of the list. My mom, who was his caregiver and taking care of all of these things and going through a lot emotionally, top of my list. I never expressed that I was going to move them off the list for this situation. I was just saying how I felt. And... And I, it, it was just something about you need to, I think that's what it is. I think it's being told you need to put your children first. You need to do this or just hearing the words, put your children first when you're doing your best or when you're giving the majority of your time and the majority of your effort. Um, and then having that kind of come back at you. And it just made me think about how, you know, it, you don't, nobody who said this to me, that's why I said well-meaning people said it. No one who said it said it malicious or said it with the intent to be malicious. I If they did, I don't, I didn't gather that. But they thought they were being helpful in, you know, pulling me back into your mom. And that's all kind of thing. And that's how I took it. I said it that way because I took it that way. And I had to... First of all, examine why is this triggering to me other than the fact that I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm doing so much uh, as a mom by myself and and dealing with the guilt that those kiddos put on me when they say, ah, you, your parents were married, you didn't have to go through this, so your parents never got divorced, so you don't know what it's like, so there's that guilt there. So then here I am, bag lady, walking around with the guilt from my children about the divorce situation, guilt from me, because I internalized those statements and it made me feel guilty for even saying anything in the first place. It made me feel guilty for going out. It made me feel guilty for taking a break. And I had to get real clear on not internalizing and wearing the opinions and the feelings of others to the point where it affected my emotions and my mood. Because then that does throw you off of your game to me, it threw me off of my game as a mom because I was just like, you know, I was not myself because my I was wounded. My I had been wounded by people who I thought loved me or by people who I thought knew me better than to have to tell me what I needed to do. And, and it was maybe people don't know what to say. And I thought about that. I said, you know, sometimes it's not about you. I had to think that to myself. It's not always about you. Sometimes people just don't know what to say to you 
to to help in this situation. When I was going through with my father and and, and dealing with his care and and watching him slowly decline, you know, I, I know that that made it hard for people to really know how to reach out or what to say or what to do. And so I had to stop and look at that from that perspective, like, okay, maybe they feel like that should be said. Um, but one, you can't assume this is for me and I, maybe this, you know, if this is for you, please, you know, put it in your pocket and walk with it. But I had to stop internalizing what other people said as, as an accusatory, as a guilt thing. And I had to address why I felt guilty. Um, why did I feel attacked? Because that was the root of the problem. The, you know, people say things all the time they don't have any business saying or they don't know anything about or they are wrong or they are opinionated and have no clue, you know, or no basis. So, but why did that little thing, you know, bother me? And I discovered that it, it bothered me because I felt guilty anyway, because I felt like I let my kids down by even being divorced, knowing that, you know, the divorce was inevitable. Uh, it was a better decision in the long run uh, for for health, for functionality and, and to remove a lot of a lot of uh, things that were not working and a lot of dysfunction that was happening, but I had to let that guilt go because I was already walking around with that guilt. And so when someone kind of threw more, you know, guilt salt on the, on the guilty wound, it just made me hot. I was hot and bothered and aggravated and like, you know, it just stopped me cold. And and another thing that I learned through that is um, to be careful with my own words and to, you know, think about how I say things, how I frame things to my friends and my loved ones. And it may not necessarily be about telling them what they need to do or, or what they need to put first, but it made me more more mindful and more intentional about validating the feelings of those around me. And I realized I just needed to be validated in what I was feeling. No, it, you know, right or wrong, you know, whatever. I just need to know that, that you understand what I'm feeling and, you know, not tell me you can't feel, (laughs) you don't have time to be feeling, (laughs) you ain't got time to be, you know, angry with the person you're working with because they don't understand about your dad. You know, it's like not helpful, not, not helping at all. And so I changed that though, those things, the way I received them made me be a better friend, I think. And it also brought out in me to be more of a, an intensive listener and to really tune into what people thought and, and what they were feeling. The third thing was get yourself some therapy, which I did. Um, I was already in therapy anyway, but I specifically addressed that 
that particular issue because I wanted to make sure that I addressed the root. Because when you feel things and when when you start, you know, getting feeling some type of way because someone else has said something or done something, then they're controlling you. And I didn't want anybody's thoughts or opinions to control who I was as a mom, who I was as a person, or to have that kind of power over me. So I needed to dig deep and to really address that and, and get to the heart of it. Like I said, what I discovered was I had my own guilt already about the state of the situation. And then um, having that just made it worse. And then, you know, of course, always, for me, I had to pray. Like, Lord, don't let me be petty. Don't let me come out, you know, a left field and just go ham the next time. Because, you know, I, I know he was side-eyeing me because when I sat there and I calculated, you know, how many days I have him and how many times I took off and how many times I went to the doctor. And, you know, next time, you know, I'm going to have to remind them that I've had blah, 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 nonstop. Don't do, don't go through all that, you know. Because the bottom line is, you're a good mom. You're a good dad. And, you know, you need to hear that. I'm, I'm telling you that. I needed to hear that maybe instead of, don't worry about your feelings. Don't worry about that. Um, I need to hear that. But I had to let that go and and not be petty about it. Because that, then now I'm just muddying the waters even more with my mess. Because if I'm feeling that way, I'm probably waiting on, just waiting on a chance to get slick mouth and say something when they have something so I can throw it back like, well, you know, you maybe you ought to be worried about blah, blah, blah. You know, that's how you do it. It's human. That's how we do. You know, we tend to just be, and that's not helping at all. It's not solving anything. So those four things help me to get real clear on dealing with that and handling that that guilt in that way and then letting that guilt go and if you're watching or you're listening and you're a single parent or recently divorced or you're widowed um you know don't you gotta let the guilt go you can't you can't replace the partner that's no longer there you can't over you can overcompensate but it doesn't really help you actually just stresses you out and makes you tired but also at the same time, uh, it's unfair to you to not take care of yourself. And I won't say self-care because I'm so tired of having to use that term now. And I think the reason we are here now is because of some of the things we talked about today. It's because we have started this whole thing of, you know, telling people to put their children ahead of them. And I, and I love my children. But my children will be adults soon, and they will be on their own and out of this home. And I would hate to be that mom who looks around and has no life, no friends, you know, nothing to show for it because I guilted myself or allowed others to guilt me into thinking that I had to stop living. And there's a difference in neglect, neglecting your children, and taking care of yourself and your family. 
And you can do both. You probably are doing it right now. And you're probably thinking, yeah, I, I'm actually managing that. You know, I didn't, I didn't know when I first got divorced how it was going to work. I was so nervous about being able to be fully present and not tired and exhausted. And I'm actually, you know, pretty, pretty good. Not that tired at all. Of course, my mom is with me uh, now. But before that, you know, when they were just coming up every, you know, couple of weeks and even, you know, then, you know, I was still very much on my own because I, dad and mom were, dad was resting, mom was taking care of him. So that was a little different situation. But just the idea of, you know, making sure that you understand you are perfectly okay to have feelings, to go out and get your nails done, to get your hair done, to um, spend a day in the city with your girlfriends or with your guy friends. It's nothing wrong with that. There, You don't need to justify it. You don't need anybody to tell you that you're not doing your job as a parent, um, as a caregiver or a guardian, because that's not the case. And you know that uh, better than anybody else can tell you. And, you know, just think about that. As you move forward through this thing called life, uh, think about who you are and what makes you whole. It's not necessarily that anything suffers as a result. When we get promoted on jobs, nobody tells us to put kids first. When we get an opportunity to serve on committees and serve on boards, nobody comes up and says put kids first. So if it's something personal like dating, or ranting and, and going off because somebody's tripping at your job or whatever it is, it's nothing wrong with having those opportunities and those moments. Now, if you're not feeding your children and you your children walking around molly faced and 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 you know clothes all tattered and torn and shoes jacked up and you looking all the way together, then yeah, somebody might tell you that. But for those of us who are trying our best to do what we do and do the best that we can at it, don't don't take it personal. That, that I'm sure the intent was never meant to hurt, even if it does hurt you. Don't take it personal, but also don't stop taking care of yourself and stop doing what you need to do for your wellness, for your, your stability, and for your mind's sake and your body's sake. If you want to go to the gym every day and you got to figure out a way to do it and you don't take your kids with you, I don't think anybody's going to call the police. I hope not, anyway. Um, but that's all I want to just drop in. I'm, I'm going to blog about it. I'm going to write about it because I, I have some words that I should put on paper around this too. But it just hit me. It's just... It just kept hitting me. The more I saw people, just all this guilt, just guilty, guilty, guilty. And then we ain't helping the situation as friends and family by helping them be feel guilty at all. So I just had to say something about it and put it out there. But let me let me know your thoughts. You know, if you've been through that or you're going through that or it's happened to you, you know, how did you handle it? Did it hurt your feelings? Did you say, oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about and you just move on? I mean... How do you, how did you deal with it? Or what are your thoughts about it? Are you that person? And you're like, mm, I never thought about it that way when I've said that. You know, the more you know. So, 
Um, thank you guys again for riding with us. Don't forget to hit the subscribe and like button. Comment, let us know what you think. Uh, give us topics that you want to talk about. We have a lot lined up coming, a lot of guests coming on the show. But today you just got me, just me by myself, just, just dumping it all out there and just giving you some real truth for some things that happened to me that are in the past now that I no longer let worry me anymore. But I just wanted to share what happened, how I got through it. Hopefully it helps you. You guys always, always be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And I will see you when I see you.